Amen. All right. So the very first thing, the very first thing, listen without interrupting. You show love to people, love and respect to people when we when we listen without interrupting. Have you ever been in those situations where, uh, and um, I know this happens at our house a lot, um, we have a tendency to uh, wait for the person, but we're not exactly sure when their conversation is over. I'm talking about myself. And, uh, and then I get to say, and then I say what I want to say. When in reality, I should have waited two or three more seconds and made sure that my wife or my daughter was finished with what they were talking about. So one of the things I'm working on is giving a little time, giving, giving my spouse, giving my daughter time to get what they want out without interrupting. Here's what the Bible says. Proverbs 18, 13, the New King James says this. He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. Here's what the Amplified says. He who answers before he hears the facts, it is folly and shame to him. So in other words, basically, let's just hear all the facts. Don't, don't. Don't cut anybody off. Don't make an assumption based on hear all the facts. Let everything get be said. Let let things be said. What needs to be said, and then respond. That's how you show love to your family. That's how you show love to uh, people in your in your circle by not interrupting. Amen. It's uh, I know one of the things that I had, um, I had a very hard time even hearing people, much less listening to them. Uh, sometimes if the conversation wasn't, um, wasn't really interesting to me, I would just kind of like start thinking, even though I'm smiling, I'm thinking about something totally different. So I and now looking and dialing in okay number two speak without accusing Ooh, that's a tough one especially if you're in a disagreement speak without accusing now I know this says James 1 9 but I found a better scripture uh, I got this, actually, I got this by mistake. I got this message by mistake. I'll tell you how it came to me. For some reason, it just came up through a, 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 a Pinterest. It came up through Pinterest on one of my alerts. And so I said, oh, that looks interesting. So I clicked on it, and there it was. And I read through it, and I'm going, you know what? I'm, this this Christmas season, this this time, this holiday season, where we're around family, we're around people, uh, even though they're telling us not to social distance, but I don't live in fear. I live in wisdom. You know, that's why I have my mask. That's why I have my face shield. Uh, I do all, I do everything uh, that to protect me. 
But however, in James 2, ver, or James 3, verse 2, it says this, For we all stumble and sin in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, never saying the wrong thing. Now notice he's talking about saying. He's a perfect man, fully developed in character. Uh-oh. I'll just stop right there. Do you mean, Bruce, what you're talking about today, these 10 simple steps can help develop your character? Exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. If, see, we all stumble in sin in many ways. Even just kind of not, not allowing all the facts to be said before we base an opinion or rebut. Uh, but anyone who does not stumble in what he says, never saying the wrong thing, he is a perfect man, fully developed in character, without serious flaws. Uh-oh. The minute I cut my wife off, or I don't listen, or uh, I'm, I'm not paying, I don't let my daughter get everything all the way out that needs to be said, that is a flaw in me. That is a flaw. And I need to work on that. And I'm suggesting that that is a flaw in you. If that fits you. Okay? Able to, bride, able to bridle his whole body and rein in his entire nature. If you can control, if you can master through the power of the Holy Spirit, your tongue, you're able to reign in your whole nature. Your whole, that whole part of you. That whole, uh, whether it's good or bad, you can either speak in wisdom or you can speak in folly, but you'll, we'll speak in one. And then it says, taming his human faults and weaknesses. That's amazing, isn't it? If I speak without accusing somebody, I am actually working on taming the nature that Jesus died on the cross for, that sinful nature that continually wants to do things the way it wants to do and not surrender to Christ. Isn't that amazing? I know that uh, when people get into disagreements, there's always usually somewhere in there an accusation. Well, if you wouldn't have done this, then I wouldn't have done that. Or if you wouldn't have said this, I wouldn't have said that. So my point is, let's think about what we're saying before we say it. Let's let all the facts come in, and then let's speak without any type of accusation. Because really, accusation is more kind of like the devil than it is like Christ. Number three, give without sparing. Amen? You know, we, we, uh, 
Proverbs 21 and 26 here, Proverbs 21, 26 says, He covets greedily all day long, but the righteous gives and does not spare. The Amplified says, He craves all day long and does no work, but the righteous willingly gives and does not withhold what he has. I'm glad Jesus didn't withhold anything on that cross. I'm glad he laid it all out there and covered every sin, the whole thing. And what Proverbs, what Solomon is saying, the, there's, there's this part of greed inside humanity that wants to hold on to certain things. And then there's this other part of us that the Bible says, be a cheerful giver. Give. Do it willingly. Don't withhold anything. In other words, if God tells you to give $100, then give somebody $100. If he tells you to give them a meal, give them a meal. But don't hold back. Just do what you're feeling led to do do what the Bible says to do be be a giver amen so let's do it without feeling like I want to hold on to some of it we know what happened to Ananias and Sapphira don't we let's not let's not open that door let's just go ahead and do what God tells us to do and give, okay? Pray, number four, pray without ceasing. Wow, I could really stop here because that's one of the, one of the ministries that I would like to see resurrected back in this church is the intercessory prayer. But we are to pray without ceasing. Look what Colossians 1.9 says from the Amplified. For this reason, since the day we heard about it, we have not stopped praying for you, asking specifically that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. All right. Have you guys been praying that prayer? Asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will? You should, add, you should add the Colossian prayer. I know the Holy Spirit really downloaded that to me. I know a lot of people pray the Ephesian prayer, but for me, it was the Colossian prayer. Fill me with the knowledge of your will, God, in all spiritual wisdom, with insight to his purposes. Amen? I need to know how, not only how God, or I need to know the things of God, but I also need insight on how to do it. So I need to pray, and I need to ask. So one of the things that you can do for your family is pray that God would give them the knowledge of his will for their life. And that he would give them the wisdom to walk it out, to live it out. That's probably a great prayer for a mama to pray over their children. God, speak to them. Show them. 
not only insight into his purposes and an understanding of spiritual things. I need understanding of spiritual things. It's one thing to be, to be shown something. It's one thing to be invited into a realm, but it's another thing to understand the realm that I've been invited to. So it's very important. Number five, answer without arguing. Oh, wow. I have to, I have to put that one on my plate because I still get into three or four tiffs a year with Lee. And I need, to, I need to work. I don't want that three or four. I want to just get rid of those, that last little lingering bit. I like peace in my home. I don't know about you guys, but I like to live in peace. I like for my wife to just go walking around like she doesn't have to worry about a thing in the world. All she's thinking about is what she's thinking about. She's not thinking about it. Oh, I wonder if he's in a bad mood or not. You know, those types of things. Or, or I like Hannah just to be strolling through the house like she, she owns the place now that she can walk around without, a vent, without being on the ventilator. Um, now, one thing I have noticed uh, that's come up is this hospital stay has created a few things in me that needs to be dealt with. Because I know that I, there a couple days ago, I was actually feeling when Hannah was kind of going through that coughing up and having a hard time breathing and getting that stuff out of her lungs, I was having this anxiety, and it was just a real small bit, but I noticed it, and I'm confessing it because my wife is watching tonight, is that, I was having flashbacks of the hospital. And so I know that there's a part of me that's broken. And I realized it. And I need, I need inner healing for that. I'm confessing that. Because we're just human people here. And when we go through traumatic events, we cannot just... It, it, I don't care who you are and how much God shows up. When you go through, when you go through a situation where your child is on her deathbed and you have no idea if she's going to live a minute, or an hour, or a day, you have no idea, you, you are crying out to God day and night, and you are praying and weeping and and you and you just you don't know how much you break let me just say it you don't know how much you can actually take before before you break and i realized that i have a little bit of an anxiety about when that was happening in in the um, when Hannah was waking up that that evening, that, that morning excuse me so I don't know how I got there, but answer without arguing. Proverbs 17 and 1 says this, Better is a dry morsel of food served with quietness and peace than a houseful of feasting served with strife and contention. Now, I don't like dry bread. 
I don't like dry turkey. I don't like dry dressing. I don't like dry anything. Could you imagine, you know, you put it in your mouth and it's dry and you have to put some water or, or some, uh, you know, juice in your mouth to get things going, get it to go down. I don't like a dry morsel of any food. But Solomon says it's better to eat food like that than to have strife and contention in your house. So what I'm asking Church in One Accord during this Christmas season, listen without interrupting your spouse, your family member, your friends. Speak without accusing. Don't be accusatory. Don't say, don't, don't do the what if. Don't let that happen. Give sp without sparing. In other words, give your whole life to your spouse. Just serve. You know, Leah's back at work. So, you know, one of the ways I give to Lee, 99% of the time, I load and unload the dishwasher. Because she's, take, she's helping me with Hannah. Um, I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do. She has to work and do what she has to do, and then we have to work with Hannah. So I do a lot of the cleanup in the kitchen to take that off her plate. So I'm giving without asking for anything in return. Pray without ceasing. You know, we, we sat down the other day, and Hannah's got this little Polaroid thing that you can, you can snap to your phone, and, and it'll, it'll print a picture. You know, the, you know, the printouts that went away years ago? Well, we, we got one of those, and so we printed out some of my grandkids, and now I'm praying for my grandkids. I set them, I got those right there on my desk, and I'm praying for my grandkids. But answer without arguing. Could you imagine just saying, okay, well, how can I help you today instead of arguing with your spouse or arguing with one of your children? What, what, what is it that, what's got you so uptight, okay? Instead of going, whoa, calm down, back off, dude, you know? Kind of want to, you know, let that, let that defense shield start coming up. But just say, hey, what can I do to help? What can I do to help? All right? Here's what James says in James 3, 5 and 6. In the Amplified, it says, in the same way, or in the same sense, excuse me, the tongue is a small part of the body. Now listen to this. I love this in the Amplified. And yet it boasts of great things. See, by comparison, how great, by comparing, by comparison, how great a forest is set on fire by a small spark. A little tongue can set a whole your whole family evening on fire, just as a spark could set a forest on fire. Verse 6, and the tongue is, in a sense, a fire, the very world of injustice. Who? Really? In other words, what he's saying here is when I don't have my tongue under control 
and I'm not coming from the fruit of the Holy Spirit, I am doing injustice to somebody. Now, that's pretty scary. It's pretty scary because I'm, I'm, I'm getting, in a little while, probably in two or three months, I'm going to write a book called All the Curses, All the Second Heaven Curses in the Bible. Much like just kind of going through the Bible and dealing with every second heaven curse. But what I have found out with dealing with fallen angels is that every injustice that we have ever done is a legal right by them. Not the sins that we have done, even being unjust. How about a judgment? Anyways, what I'm saying is let's, let's be careful and speak without accusing. Let's give sparingly. Let's pray ceasingly. Let's answer without arguing. The next one is share without pretending. Number six. Philippians, I think I, um, Ephesians 15 or 415, it says, but speak the truth in love in all things, but our speech and our lives expressing his truth, let us grow up in all things unto him, following his example, who is the head, Christ. Let's not be pretenders. Let's just be real. Let's. It's okay. The body of Christ is actually supposed to be a family. And only your family gets to see who you really are. And because you belong to a family, there's a lot of support. There should be a lot of support in the church. One of the things I did learn is I learned that my family is really loved by a lot of people that I do know and by a lot of people that I don't know because I watched it on Facebook. And I watched people would put posts that I'm praying for you and I'm praying for Hannah and... I, I, did, I did learn that there's some real people and there's some real people that know me and indirectly know me through Facebook. But we are to speak the truth in love and let's not pretend anymore. Okay? Enjoy without enjoy without complaining. Philippians 2, 14 and 15. Do everything without murmuring or questioning the province of God. 15. So that you may prove yourself to be blameless and godless, innocent and uncontaminated, children of God without blemish in the midst of a moral and crooked and spiritually perverted generation. Among them you are seen. Ooh, I love this. Among them you are seen. As bright lights, beacons 
shining out clearly in the world of darkness. Enjoy without complaint. Meaning that, have you ever gone out into the Texas sky? And have you ever looked up, in, gone out into the country, getting out of the, getting out of the metroplex, and going out into the, going out into the, the country a little bit? And have you ever just pulled your car over to the side of the road, and you ever got out of the car, uh, and just looked up into the heavens and looked at and saw all the skies, seen the the stars in the sky? That's how we shine in a world of darkness like all those stars. What do you see? You don't see anything in the darkness other than the star, the shining, what is bright. Darkness, I mean, here's my point. Darkness, you can't see anything in the dark. But you can actually see a light in the dark. So let's do things without complaining so that we shine. That we shine. My wife does not like to hear me complain. I don't like to hear her complain. Complaining, all it does, most of the time, if I'm, if, I'm at, if I'm complaining about something, we don't get into an argument over it. She just doesn't want to deal with me. Or if she's complaining about something, I normally, we normally don't get into an argument, and I've learned not to fix her problems. She's big enough to fix her own. Uh, but I just don't want to, I don't want to hear the, I don't want to be around complaining. It's just, it's not for me. It's not for her. Trust without wavering. 1 Corinthians 3 and 7 says, Love bears all things. Regardless of what comes, ouch. Trust without wavering? Are you, are, how about faith? Trust is another word for faith. How about faith without wavering? Love, if you love, it will bear all things. Regardless of what comes. I can tell you. I can tell you personally, I have experienced this. I was able to up, I was able to go through the Lord sustained me, and I realized that that whole situation, that whole hospital situation, that it was my love for her, for my daughter, that drove me to never quit. It drove me. And I had questions. God, why aren't you healing her? Why am I going through this? Will I lose my faith over this? Will I backslide? All these things. I mean, you have no idea of some of the spiritual combat that my wife and I had to beat off because of that hospital. So not only was I dealing with it in my soul... My family was under attack by the kingdom of darkness at the very same time. And I could feel it. 
But I can tell you that love bears all things, regardless of what comes. Believes all things, looking for the best in each one. I've said this before, but for the first 50 days, I was surrounded by nurses and doctors that gave no hope. No hope. Everything was negative. Everything. They were trying to prepare Lee and I for this, this thing they wanted to do was they wanted to flip the switch. They wanted to turn off the machine. And I said, if you think you're going to convince me to turn that machine off, then you are not talking. You have no idea who I am and who I serve. But I had to come down to where I got to a place in a conference room that I had to tell them, you are not going to turn that machine off on my daughter. It's not going to happen. Figure something out. I will not be the one that, that gives the right for them to turn it off and execute her. I won't have that. It's not who I am. That's not who my daughter is. It's not who my wife is. So no matter what comes your way, believe without wavering. Believes all things looking for the best in each one. Look for the best. We learned, my wife, out of all the negative news that would come our way, this is the best that we got. They gave me a prayer list. They gave me a prayer list. That was the best. They gave me negative information. Now I know what to go to the throne of God for. Hopes all things. If you trust without wavering, you're going to have hope. If you lose your hope, you lose your faith. That is Bible. If I lose my hope in the Lord Jesus Christ, I will eventually lose my faith, my, my salvation, even to the place till I could fall. Remaining steadfast in difficult times. This is why sometimes I like the Amplified Bible. It just really grabs a hold of me. Causes me to be steadfast in difficult times. Do you know Hannah's been home 62 days now? 62 days Hannah's been home. Has it been a cakewalk? Absolutely not. I got machines going off all night long. All night long. Those machines beep, 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 beep. There's no peace in my house right now. I think that's why I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, I'm not, I'm not 100%. I'm not 100% here. But when I go home, I don't, I don't get to be 100%. I don't get really to get my, I don't get to sit down and kick my shoes off like I used to a year ago. Endures all things without weakening. Without weakening. That means, that tells me that I can either, I can either sustain strength 
or it can be strengthened through difficult times. I suggest let's be strengthened. I have a lot more faith. When God gave me a scripture verse, that Psalms 41 verse 3, I grabbed a hold of that thing and I wore it out in the throne of God. That God, God, you're going to sustain Hannah on her sickbed. You're going to raise her up off this sickbed. And, and by the way, I never said her sickbed to God. That sickbed. Let's, let's get to the end of this, okay? Let's go to uh, prove. Prove without punishing. Prove without punishing. Proverbs 13 and 17 says this. A wicked messenger falls into hardship, but a faithful ambassador brings healing. Have you just ever been that faithful ambassador that you've, you haven't been that wicked servant, your spouse your child, they do something wild, something that totally wants to just inflare you, and you just walk in, and you are that faithful ambassador that brings healing to the situation instead of throwing fire on it, throwing fuel on it. Think about this. Think about, think about your, your, let me, let me just say this. Let me get right down in it. Think about how unreasonable that would be. That's unreasonable. And then the last one is promise without forgetting. Now, I need to work on that one a little bit. Because sometimes I don't have everything on my radar you know, when you have girls, you know, they like, you know, Hannah likes to sew and, you know, she has, she's artsy and she just has, she just is, she's got her own business. I mean, the little girl is a, a machine, okay? So, so sometimes I don't remember everything that I tell her that we'll go do. But when she reminds me we go do, you know? Uh, now, when there's big decisions in the house, she'll walk up to me and she'll say, hey, what do you, what, can you do this? Can me and you do this? What do you think mom will say? I say, you know what? I'll talk to mom. I'll get that worked out. Uh, but, you know, sometimes we make promises and we forget. And so if we're really going to show people how much we love them, let's try and set reminders, whatever you have to do to correct that behavior, do it. Let's do it. Let's change. So let me, let me just say this in closing. Ecclesiastes 5 and 2 says this, Do not be hasty with your mouth, speaking careless words or vows, or impulsive in thought to bring up a matter before God. For God is in heaven and you are on earth. Therefore, let your words be few. It's amazing, right? Let your words be few. Remember, 
Don't be hasty. Don't, don't, make, don't make rash decisions. Don't, don't just fly off at the handle when things are going, going sideways. The best thing that you could do is walk out of the room, grab yourself, and say, okay, where, how am I going to bring healing to this whole situation? I'm going to be the voice of reason. I'm going to be the voice of peace. I'm going to be the solution. Instead of jumping in there and allowing somebody to go off on you and allowing them to irritate you to a place. Don't allow that to happen anymore. You know what? I don't know why I'm saying this, but you just need to respect yourself a little bit more. You know? And you just say, listen, if you can't dial that back, come talk to me when when you're ready. Okay? Did you guys get anything? Ten ways to love, to show people that you love them. Simple, but it will change your life. It really will. It will change your household. It will change the way you and your children interact with each other. It will change everything. Whatever has divided you and your kids, just, just put that list into practice when you're around them. And sometimes when you have one of those divisive kids because they... They've gone through some stuff in their childhood. Just have that list before you to remind yourself, I'm going to speak the right way. I'm going to speak the right way. Okay? All right. Well, Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you for, uh, we thank you for how the Bible continually tells us, and it continually speaks about love, and it speaks about how to love in so many different ways than what we we just categorize love. But it speaks in many, many ways how we can love through character traits and love through um, exercising the fruits of the Spirit and different things. So, Father, I'm asking that you speak love in our hearts. Father, because out of our hearts come the issues of life, the flow, that character, everything that we need. Speak into our hearts, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, I will see you next week. God bless.